Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Reclaimed Podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Elise, just a black girl out here trying to help everyone do better, including and especially herself. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for tuning back in. I hope you had fantastic weeks. I hope you are safe. I hope you are well. I hope you are on the road to getting vaccinated. Um, yes, we we firmly believe in, in vaccines over here because vaccines cause adults. Um, I keep seeing as I'm scrolling on my socials that so many people are getting the vaccine, which was like such a massive massive change to the amount of people who were like you know we were all looking at these vaccines that came up so fast so quickly so you know they got funded so fast and produced so quickly that we had a lot of like trepidation like "Mm, I don't know about that um and someone put it in perspective for me um someone on TikTok and I kicking myself because I can't remember the exact account um but in essence, what they said was, what we shouldn't be asking is why this vaccine was produced so quickly. What we should be asking is, why do other medical efforts take so long to be produced? Because what we're seeing is what happens when whole industries shut down and people at the top, people who have the money, people who can finance it, people who can fund it, because it all comes down to money. It never comes down, it never, for things like this, it never comes down to like the doctors because the doctors are going to be there. It never comes down to the researchers because the researchers are going to be there. It always comes down to how it is funded. And what you're seeing is what happens when a bunch of people who give a damn for the most part, and they mostly care about us getting back to work. They really don't care about us. (laughs) They really don't care about us being well. Hello, because... There would be so many other illnesses, viruses, diseases, situations that would be, if not eradicated, then we would have way more research on. Um, but yeah, where was I going with that? Anyway, long and the short, I'm happy to see that people are now trusting in these vaccines. Um, I'm very, very excited because I just saw something like 200 million doses have been distributed um, within President Biden's first 100 days. And that is double, double what they, what he first said. And when he first said 100 million doses, we all sort of like, mm, I don't know, bro. <laughs> I don't know about that. But he did a victory lap and did too. So good, 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 good. I'm very excited. So let's get into the show. Last week's episode which was entitled No Words. We talked about Simone Biles um, moving from Nike to Athleta. We talked about the wokeness article around Disney, if you guys remember. Long and the short, Christian conservative white man has a problem with other people seeing themselves. That's the long and the short of it. If you wanna Google it, you can Google the article yourself. Um, it's hilarious. It's hilarious to read standing from the position that I'm in. Like, yeah, we don't want to see on our Pirates of the Caribbean ride, the wench auction, which is just screams rape, 
But anyway, um, and also the tragedy of Micaiah Bryant. Last week's episode in full transparency was extremely hard, extremely hard to do. Um, because personally, I, I feel like we as a people, black people, my people, haven't had a chance to just take a breath. It's like we can't even properly do the work of calming down from one situation before five other situations pop off and some of them increasingly increasingly traumatic you know so last week's episode was very very hard to record um thank you guys so much for listening to it you guys I was looking at the numbers today and you guys were there you guys are present I just sincerely appreciate you guys for listening to it and for listening to this show I know I tell you every week and I'm going to keep telling you every week because I have the dopest podcast listeners around I don't have an audience I have a community and you guys are just amazing um and we're just gonna keep rock keep it rocking and rolling we have a lot to talk about and I don't have a lot of time to do it because exciting things are happening here at the Roberts house um my mother is in town well not as I'm recording this she is hopping a plane as I'm recording this and this will be the first time that she gets to meet and hold my daughter just a reminder Emmy turned five months old last week when we talk about the the toll that the pandemic has taken that's one in my personal life you know and I'm not sitting here trying to be the bastion of all of the terrible things that happened because some people have had tremendous, tremendous tragedy, tremendous tragedy during this pandemic. But suffice it to say, I am on the same train as so many other people who want to responsibly end this pandemic responsibly. That means I'm not going out and pretending that there's no pandemic. I'm not going out ignoring the facts. I'm not going out potentially risking not just my health, but the health of the people I love and the health of the people I don't even know. You know, we're not doing that. I would like to see the responsible end to this very devastating, devastating pandemic. So, yeah, we don't have a lot of time to talk about it because my mama's coming and my mama gets to see her fourth grandbaby. And this is going to be exciting and I'm bouncing in my seat because I'm so excited. So let's get to it. Let's get to these church announcements. Hit it, Earl. Let the people of the reclaim say amen. Glad to be here. Say amen again. And say amen one more time if you really like the show. We glad that y'all here today and these will be your church announcements. All right. Um... (laughs) What I'm looking at in the church announcements is basically a bunch of stuff that white men should probably not have said for multiple reasons. Um, and then the Oscars. So let's dive in. Y'all hear about y'all boy Rick Santorum? For those who don't know who Rick Santorum is, Rick Santorum is a former U.S. senator and current commentator on CNN. Now, back when we were having the presidential debates, um, the latter ones before the past election, the last election, rather, 
Rick Santorum was doing his commentary or whatever. And I remember seeing him come up on the screen and rolling my eyes so hard. I then very, very, very pregnant. I think I was at like 30 some, 36 plus weeks at that point. I felt like I rolled my eyes so hard. My daughter rolled hers. So (laughs) Rick Santorum, who I still can't fathom being a United States Senator who is making rules and legislation and, and decisions for massive swaths of people had this to say, he said, and I quote, we birthed a nation from nothing. This is what he said, um, on April 23rd at an event held by the young America's foundation. So probably a conservative organization. Um, but he felt comfortable enough to just spout off. We birthed a nation from nothing. I mean, there was nothing here. I mean, yes, we have native Americans, but candidly, there isn't much native American culture in American culture. Rick, Ricky, Ricky, baby, Ricky, honey, did you really just, did you really just shape your misshapen lips to say that there is not any Native American culture in American culture? I would like to remind everyone who either forgot, or maybe this is not a reminder, maybe this is education for you. Before white people came here, there was, there were multiple dozens, hundreds of Native American cultures, plural, plural. There were peoples, okay? There were nations here. Millions of people, millions of people. There is an estimate, there is an estimate that was made that before European uh, colonization of the United States, that there was the same amount of Native Americans here in the United States as we as is the current United States population just to put that just to put that in your in your memory you can google it you can look it up you can do your own research that's millions of people so to say that there's not enough there wasn't any Native American culture in United States culture is with that awareness is it's bafflingly filled with white supremacy (laughs) like bruh you shade like you let me take a breath okay so here in philadelphia (laughs) there we have things called the susquehanna like the susquehanna river uh we have the we have tulpahocken we have the wissahickon um but not even just here in Philadelphia or the Philadelphia area. We have so many things that sound Native American. They don't sound European at all. Wissahickon, Susquehanna, Tulpehawken. None of that. None of that sounds European at all. So, and those are places. <laughs> those are places that you can go to. All right. Also, you know, the the way that farming was taught to the colonizers who came here so that they would stop just dropping dead or completely disappearing in the case of the Roanoke colony. Look it up. It's 
fascinating. This colony just disappeared off the map. Although I personally think they didn't disappear. I think that they were taken in by a Native American tribe and just brought into the tribe. Um, because kindness and you don't want to see people die. Just, just, ugh. it's just, it, it's really baffling when white men stand up with this much confidence and so loud and so wrong say things. And even if this was a true statement, even if this was a true statement, that means that you massacred hundreds of millions of people, hundreds of millions of people. And if it wasn't you massacring them, your germs and diseases wiped them out. And that's nothing to be proud of. We birthed the nation out of nothing. There was plenty here. There, was a, there were multiple nations here. There were multiple cultures here. There was diversity already here before you brought your stinky self riding on those rotten ships over here. <sighs> Rick Santoro. And this was a person who was making decisions for for huge swaths of people as a leader of the United States. This is why y'all gotta stay in school, folks. Speaking of people who need to stay in school, Lindsey effing Graham, why are you back <laughs> in my radar? Apparently he went on Fox News and declared that systematic racism is no longer an issue in America because we have Barack Obama and Kamala Harris. I'm sorry, Kamala Harris put some respect on her name vice president kamala harris president barack obama boom there you go but we don't have systematic racism because we have two successful black folk so that means that there's no more systematic racism that there's no more oppression despite the fact that we have data not even just not let's let's just be assholes and just ignore people's experiences okay let's just do that we have data. <laughs> we have data across multiple fields. Medicine and education and military. So many different areas where you can find systematic racism. <laughs> you can find systemic racism anywhere you look. Anywhere where white people were allowed to just be hateful and make plans for people. Redlining is a thing. Um... Black mother mortality, black maternal mortality, black infant mortality is a thing. Um, police brutality is a thing. Lindsey Graham, like, just because, just because there are two individuals who have managed to make it through systemic racism and systemic oppression doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. That's, that's. That's dizzying. That's like saying, oh, COVID doesn't exist because a handful of people didn't get sick. You still have five, over 500,000 people who died in the United States alone. And don't get me started about what's going on in India and how they are just being ravaged, ravaged by COVID right now. Side note, if you have a chance, please, please, please look up that story um, about what's going on in India. There's so many ways that you can help. Um, the folks there, uh, but something must be done because too many people are suffering and there's not enough resources and there's not enough help. And unfortunately it's not enough people who care 
something must be done. I go back to what I'm saying. Lindsey Graham, again, more misshapen lips to say things that they have no experience in. Also, why are white people making commentary on racism, something that they have never experienced? You may have experienced as a white person discrimination. You may as a white person have experienced prejudice. You as a white person has n- have never experienced racism. You have never experienced a system that was set up f- because of um, set up against your skin color to make sure that you are inferior. You've never been in that system. A system, a system that will make sure that your neighborhoods are trash, that your medicine is second rate, that your jobs are below everyone else's, that you are in a second class, that you are in a cast below something. You have never experienced that. So why are people, especially people like Lindsey Graham and Rick Santorum making comments about racism, about cultures that they have no idea about. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. Also, in make it make sense. Did you hear about this? What's going on in Texas right now? Apparently, a Texas appeals court is trying to decide if they're going to throw out the murder conviction of one Amber Geiger. If you remember, Amber Geiger is the law enforcement officer who stormed into one Botham Jean's apartment thought it was her apartment the man's sitting on his couch eating ice cream she storms in there and she kills him she kills him takes his life turns out she was on the wrong floor that wasn't even his apartment I mean that wasn't even her apartment that was his apartment that was his house which you know they have designation for floors as a person who has lived in apartments pretty much the majority of my life there's designation for floors you can see the numbers on the doors and usually on placards on the wall so so we're still trying to figure out how that happened i think that she purposefully did it i think that she purposefully murdered this man um and that's some people just feel like it's open season for black folk i can dive into that conversation but i don't feel like getting depressed Back to the Texas court. Um, they're, tr- they're trying to mull over if they're going to throw out the conviction for her 2018 murder of Botham Jean. Um, she, remember, she says she was acting in self-defense because she thought it was her apartment, which it's not self-defense if it's not your apartment. That's not your house. You murdered a man. You just murdered a man. The attorney for Geiger... Um, who she's currently serving a 10-year prison sentence, which why? You took this man's life. 10 years? That's all you get? 10 years for deliberately walking into someone else's home and, and taking their life. Like when there was no threat to you, you were not in any danger and you were completely in the wrong. Apparently white people like going into the wrong apartments and killing people. Hello. Anyway. We're not talking about Breonna Taylor here. We're talking about Botham Jean. Um, The lawyer for Geiger argued before the Court of Appeals that Geiger should be acquitted of the murder. The defense attorney um, asked that the three-judge panel, asked for the three-judge panel to resentence Geiger to a lesser charge of criminally negligent homicide um, if they don't grant her a full acquittal. I'm not seeing why they think that it's okay for her to just have an acquittal for murdering someone in their own apartment. 
But let me tell you, let me tell you, baby, there, people are not going to be quiet about that. People are not going to be quiet about a woman who is fully armed, a trained law enforcement officer, supposedly. Y'all keep saying y'all are trained um, law, law enforcement officers, yet y'all keep ending up at the wrong places at the wrong time with a whole lot of firepower and not a lot of common sense. I'm failing to see why she would even get a, a, an acquittal. Why she shouldn't serve every single second of that 10 year sentence. I'm trying to see why, because at this point, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. That woman needs to serve every ounce of that. Everyone, every, every ounce. <sighs> like I know it's, I know it's defense attorneys jobs to defend their clients. But yikes, <laughs> they did it. They, she did it. She did it. She, she took that man's life. He's gone. His family will forever mourn him. His, his community is forever broken. His friends lost a friend. You know, if he, I don't know if he had a romantic partner, but if he did, that person has a hole in their heart for that person that was taken out of their life. People didn't get a chance to say goodbye. That person's just gone. And you think that you could just get out of jail because, because what? Because what? There's no justifiable reason for her to be out of jail. She needs to be in jail. Murderers go to jail. That's what we've been told all our lives. Murderers need to go to jail. People who take people's lives need to go to jail. This person murdered someone. Showed up to the wrong place at the wrong time and took a man's life. Jail. <sighs> Speaking of jail, this is not even in my notes. But I wanted to briefly touch upon this. Apparently, uh, the Supreme Court, and by the Supreme Court, you already know which set of judges I'm talking about. The Supreme Court has ruled that it is not, it is not cruel and unusual punishment to sentence juvenile offenders for lifetime sentences. That's right. That is absolutely right. Again, this is not in my notes. I'm going off riff. But in a ruling six to three, including one Amy Barrett Coney, who has not even served in like any normal capacity. I, I feel like the, the lawyers in the room are rolling their eyes because they a lot of times have more experience than this woman did. But here she is sitting in the highest court of the land making decisions like this. This is why voting matters. Everyone needs to, needs to vote. I'm, I'm going to stay on track. I'm just following this rabbit for a little bit. <laughs> this is why voting matters. We saw in the last election why voting matters. It came down to literal handfuls of votes. But it matters. This is why your vote matters, okay? Because people can install people like this to make massive changes and decisions over the lives of so many. Amy, Amy Coney Barrett and one Brett Kavanaugh who is an interesting person to say um, this was, was actually led by Brett Kavanaugh and he's a real interesting character to say that the decisions and, or quote unquote mistakes that one makes in their youth shouldn't follow them for the rest of their lives. Um, Brett Kavanaugh, don't you allegedly have some, uh, some, uh, some decisions in your past that you would rather grow beyond? Hmm. Aren't there some, some ladies who could say some things about you 
allegedly, who could say things about you allegedly, who did say things about you allegedly. And you you don't think that same courtesy should be extended to to everyone, just just rich white boys who can make things make things go away. Okay, cute, cute, cute. Um, I think it's very cruel and very unusual punishment. It's like they don't even get the chance for hope of parole. Now I get it. If they're out here jack the rippering people, all right. But at some point people do we send people just to to jail to rot or do we send them to be rehabilitated, especially our youngest in our society? Like we really need to rethink how we do criminal justice and how, how it's reconciliatory, you know, people get out of prison and can't find jobs. They can't find work. They can't find homes. They can't find, they can't get their lives restarted. So guess what? They end up back in prison. It's a cycle. And we, we don't do the work of rehabilitating people. We don't do the work of saying, Hey, you're getting out soon. Here's some programs you should do. Here's some things that you should, here's how we can assist Here's how we can help you. Here's how we can help you reenter society and, and do your best. No, we don't, we don't do things like that. It shows that we care. Um, again, that wasn't on my list, but that just came up to mind. What is on my list? Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson is trying to get y'all beat up in the streets. Not y'all, like the normal listeners, the y'all, the, the creepy, weird MAGA folks who really don't believe that this pandemic is a thing, despite the fact that m- many of them may have neighbors, friends, family members of their own who have either contracted, they themselves contracted, or have unfortunately passed away from this virus. No, Tucker Carlson trying to get y'all beat up in the streets. And he went on this massive rant on his little pithy show that unfortunately too many people watch to give this man credit um, because he's frequently, frequently, frequently saying misleading, incorrect, downright false, or absolute, just complete untruths on his show. And so he went on this rant about masks telling people, you know, if somebody's wearing a mask, I want you to calmly but firmly go up to them and ask them, will you please remove your mask? Why? Why? Just like you want the freedom to not wear a mask, even though we're in the middle of a pandemic and masks have been proven, proven, proven to keep people safe. Proven, proven to keep people safe. Why? Just like you don't want people to bother you or come up to you and ask you questions about your decisions. Other Americans want the same. He went on this whole tangent about like how masks prove that uh, the left, the left, even though common sense would tell you masks will protect you from an airborne pathogen or an airborne virus. Um, I don't want my my medical friends to get on me. I don't know if a virus is a pathogen or not, but I'm sure someone will tell me. Um, masks protect from that. It, I mean, just think about it. The colds and flus have been down. <laughs> colds and flus have been down because we've been wearing masks. Would, would you look at that? Huh? It's almost like coughing and sneezing on each other and breathing in the water droplets that other people who may or may not be sick or who may be sick rather, um, gets you sick. 
as opposed to wearing a mask and you know people keep the germs to themselves. Well, look at would you look at that? Hmm. <sighs> yeah, he's trying to get y'all beat up in the street. Cause then he went on to say, and I quote, as for forcing children to wear masks outside, that should be illegal. He encouraged folks to take steps further by calling the police or contacting child protective services. If you see a child wearing a mask outside as they play, claiming that it's dangerous, even though, even though that theory, that, that complete lie has been disproven time and time again. It is not dangerous for your babies to be outside or playing or wearing masks. Masks are not dangerous unless you soak, you have to like, you would have to soak them in something dangerous to make them dangerous. Okay. Or you have to make a mask out of something that you can't breathe out of for it to be dangerous. Masks themselves are not dangerous. This has been disproven so many times. And yet here he is on his show, on his platform, telling people mistruths that are going to get y'all hurt, <laughs> that are going to get you hurt. Like literally he said, your response when you see children wearing masks as they play should be no different from your response to seeing someone beat a kid at Walmart. <sighs> if you see somebody beating a kid at Walmart, you really, you really should probably call child protective services. If you see a kid wearing a mask, that means their parent is, is mindful and cautious and trying to take care of them. Okay. That's all that means. That's all that means. And it's wild. It's when I say wild, it is wild. It is unfathomable that at this stage, over a year into this pandemic, I'm 14 months of being, of being indoors of all the things that we've learned of all the things that we actually have <sighs> that people still get to say things like this. It's y'all just help us, Jesus. All right, let's talk about these Oscars. Regina King slayed. Absolutely slayed. She's amazing. She always she but she does she miss? Does she ever miss? I don't think she miss. Um so she looked great. Uh, the things that weren't so great. Viola Davis and Andre Day did not win for, I think it was best, best female lead they were nominated for. Um, to be honest, I don't even watch these shows. I usually look for the, the fashions and the, and if I find out somebody won, I get like all excited. Like, for example, Van Lathan, Van Lathan formerly of TMZ, currently of the Higher Learning Podcast with uh, Bachelorette Rachel Lindsay. Um, they have an amazing podcast. I listen to it every week. They have they do it twice a week. It's, it's a great podcast. I love it. They are just phenomenal. Just doing the, doing the damn thing. Um, he won for his short Two Distant Strangers. Um, when I tell you, I have not seen it, um, but I've listened to bits and pieces of the story of this film because he talks about it because he's an executive producer, um, now of an Oscar winning film. Like, Ooh, that sounds so good. I love it. Um, but he was talking about how, you know, this movie, they produced this movie and it was a whole bunch of different people, 
Um, but they produced this film. They really believed in this film. And then Netflix picked it up and he was really, really excited about that. And then they got nominated for an Oscar. Now, this is a reminder that a few years ago, Van Lathan almost publicly got fired from TMZ in a really gross way when Van Lathan was one of the people who made TMZ, particularly TMZ's show on television, made it watchable. He's the one who got into the the debate with Kanye West about the slavery as a choice conversation. Yeah, him. He, uh, so he, they won an Oscar. And he, it, I was scrolling on Instagram and I saw the picture of him holding the Oscar, looking really, really excited. And the caption was just, at TMZ. <laughs> the petty. The petty. I felt like I won. I don't even know this man. Not personally. Um, but I felt like I won. Like, I won this Oscar. So, that was hilarious. Um, so, congratulations to one Van Lathan. Um, but, yeah, Viola. Viola's been nominated four times. Four times and has not won. Viola can act circles around half of these people. Now, to be fair, Frances McDormand won, I believe, for um, her role in Nomadland, which, fine, okay, I heard great things about Nomadland. But dang it, I can't imagine being nominated four times and not winning once. Not winning once and not being one Viola Davis. Andra Day um, was nominated for her role uh, in the United States versus, um, Billie Holiday. So, you know, she's, this is her first time being at the Oscars. So I don't really, I don't really feel bad. Like it's, it's a great nomination. I believe this is her first acting role in, and then she killed it. So she really embodied Billie Holiday. Um, so I don't really feel bad that she didn't win, but I, I kind of wanted to see one of those two people win. Also, also kind of disappointing kind of disappointing Chadwick Boseman did not win uh he was in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom who their make their glam squad their makeup team and hair team won which makes them the first black women to have won an award for hair and makeup at the Oscars which how many times have black women done like oscar nominated features like why are we we're still doing black firsts in 2021 congratulations to them obvi but looking at the system side side eyed like we're still doing black firsts in 2021 um we have a lot to course correct but yeah chadwick boseman did not win and what's weird is that what my what i'm reading from different people's takes is that they changed the entire format of the Oscars because usually the best lead, best male lead, best female lead, and then they do best picture. Usually best picture is the last, uh, the last award given for the night. Um, but they changed the whole format because they knew that people were going to be tuning in to see if Chadwick had swat, had, um, done a big swipe through because he, any, any time that he's been nominated in the last, bit of award season he's won he's won posthumously but he's won and his wife uh graciously accepts the award she talks about how you know this how much this would have meant to him and what it means to you know their family and so on and so forth and 
you know, it's a beautiful moment. And so they restructured the entire show. So that could be the last award given for the night. And he didn't win. Anthony Hopkins won. And it's just like, well, why, why did you restructure the show then? Why did you restructure the show? Very, very disappointing. And now, and you know, I just talked about Van Latham, but I was listening to their podcast earlier this week talking about it. And he said something really prolific. He said, now Chadwick Boseman will never win an Oscar. He will never be an Oscar nominated. I mean, not Oscar nominated, Oscar winning, whatever, because he's dead. Like he's gone, you know? And yeah. Okay. Some people have some feelings about giving awards posthumously. Fine. However you feel about it. Fine. I, I, I am on the same train of give people their flowers while they're here. <clears throat> I, I'm on that train. I agree. Um, they should have their flowers while they're here. But Chadwick, it's not like Chadwick had decades in this industry. You know, his star had, for all intents and purposes, just started to shine and shine. It really did with all of these incredible roles. Jackie Robinson and uh, Lil, not Lil Richard Whitney, Jesus wept. Uh, James Brown, forgive me, y'all. Um, James Brown and and Black Panther and this role in uh, Ma Rainey's and so many like but he still had so much further to go and now he will never be he will never get that honor and I the person who won is Anthony Hopkins and I'm not gonna say that I saw the movie but you know, Anthony Hopkins does what Anthony Hopkins does. Like he is an actor. Okay. Not to say Chadwick isn't, but even, even Anthony Hopkins has something to say about it. He even honored Chadwick, um, while accepting the award. So it's just another case of the Oscars Oscaring and another chance for us to be disappointed about white people not giving our people our things. It, I mean, it is what it is. It's very disappointing. But it, it again, it is what it is. Um, rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman. Again, he did run it this award season. And to be fair, people aren't just giving him awards because he died. They gave him awards because his acting in this particular role was phenomenal. Definitely Oscar worthy. So, yeah, that's that. That's that on that. Um, again, again. So Biden did uh, his, I don't know, State of the Union. I missed it. I missed it. I missed it, just to be honest. Um, But I heard some good things. I heard some good things. He opened up with (laughs) Madam Chair and Madam Vice President. And he noted that he's the first president ever who could say that. Um, Looking at... Kamala and Nancy standing up there like that was that was a that was a good moment that was a really good moment um not even gonna hold you I saw the clip and I was like dang it I wish I'd seen this live it was so good um but yeah he said some things one of those being my fellow Americans trickle down um trickle down economics has never worked he discussed his plans to build out um, the middle class and build up, um, those who are in poverty. 
that he has plans to actually do that, that he has plans to tax the wealth, the most wealthy of us, because why wouldn't people who make more money pay more taxes? Common sense things, common sense things. Why are people who don't make as much money pay? Why are they paying a higher percentage of taxes than those who make more money? Hmm? Why? That doesn't make sense. He, so he says he's going to work on that. Um, he also said straight up point blank period that white supremacy is terrorism. Said it clear as day. Came from the top. The president of the sitting president of the United States has called white supremacy terrorism. And plans to do things, plans to do things about it. Um, he talked, uh, apparently the speech was amazing because it's getting very, very, very high ratings from everyone with common sense. Um, and I put that with an asterisk on it, meaning that if you're just a Trumpy, you're not going to like him no matter what, no matter what he does, even if he does things that benefits you, which he will, he will eradicating this virus that will benefit you. Um, Stimulus packages that will benefit you. Uh, this healthcare plan he's talking about that will benefit you. You're not gonna like him because he's not. He doesn't have the same hateful views as you. We get it. We got it. Fine. You'll live a better life because he was a president. Um, unlike your president, who pretty much acted like this virus wasn't a thing, um, and the only thing that he could do was share your hateful views. And even a lot of you Trumpies, y'all don't even realize that he probably didn't care anything about you. He loved the fact that y'all stroked his little ego. Um, and that you guys worship the ground that he walked on. Literally, God, some of y'all literally have altars set up to this man. It is frightening. Don't call yourselves Christians because you worship at the church of Donald Trump. Back to Biden's speech, getting a lot of top ratings, getting a lot of people talking. Um, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. President Biden, like you already had my vote. Uh, I'm still looking at you with a side eye because you're still an 80 year old white guy. But you look like you want to do some good things. So we're going to see. We're going to watch and we're going to see. And that's it for this week's show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you for your likes, your shares, your subscribes. I don't feel like wrap-up ranting. I don't feel like yelling at anybody. Um, I i'm so excited that you guys came back and that you tuned in and that you listened to this week's episode um don't forget to leave me a review you can leave a review on itunes that'd be fantastic people see those reviews people uh that that has that had that has really beneficial uh effects on this show and so if you could leave a review tell a friend share the episodes that'd be fantastic i appreciate you guys so much I also appreciate you guys who make your way on over to Patreon. That is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Whitney Elise. Thank you so much um, to my patrons there. Y'all are just, y'all are just doing the great things there. Um, exclusive content is going to be over there. Um, I'm thinking of some really, really fun things in the coming weeks. So stay tuned over there um, strictly for my Patreon fam. Um, and that's it. That's everything. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening. And as always, peace, y'all.